Whenever someone invites me to be a guest on their podcast, I say yes 99% of the time. I think there were only one or two times total when I've said no. And I think the reason I said no was because it seemed like they had ulterior motives or a different intention. Like, for example, if someone asked me to be a guest on their podcast, but only for the sake of helping their podcast grow or for the sole purpose of getting a retweet or an extra promotion out of me. That's an ulterior motive that I do not appreciate. But anyways, I say yes to most of my requests, and I think I've been on around 15 to 20 podcasts as a guest. And I'm not talking about this podcast, NS Audio. This is my own podcast. But I'm talking about the podcast other people create and host. So I've probably been on around 15 to 20 of them as a guest. Some of those have been video and audio, while others have just been audio. Now, you can look up my name, and you can look up different podcasts, And I've probably been on it. You could just look up on YouTube, Spotify, whatever it is. That's why I said video and audio, because some have been and some haven't been. But regardless, there have obviously been reasons I accept most of my requests. So here are my reasons. So number one, the first reason I accept most of my podcast requests is because I want to build friendships and make connections. Now, Not everyone loves hearing the word networking and connections. It sounds too formal, and I agree. So I like to consider it a friendship, you know, getting to know someone, having conversation with someone. That's building some form of friendship, whether you acknowledge it or not. Nothing beats a verbal and visual conversation with someone. And I say verbal and visual because some podcasts have video content, right? Some are just audio, but I've had a better time recording video and audio than just audio alone. But that's a different topic. But... Nothing beats a verbal and visual conversation with someone, especially when you're first trying to get to know them. See, I DM people all the time on IG and Twitter. I'm like constantly messaging people back and forth. But I always feel like there's a much stronger connection and friendship after I've had my first call with these people. For some reason, before I have a call with some of my closest business friends, I didn't feel as close. My closest business friends online were those who I've had calls with already. It just doesn't feel the same when I'm messaging someone compared to if I've already had calls with them in the past or got to know them over the, you know, over the phone because it's just different. When you're making friends online because of the the way it is, the way environment is, I love making friends in person compared to online, but you know, with this business, I have no other choice but to make friends online as well. So, it just feels different getting on calls with these people, which is why I love asking people when I'm first getting to know them and I'm, you know, quote unquote networking. A lot of people don't like using that word, but I'm going to use it. Um, When I'm networking with these people, I love asking, you know, would you like to hop, like get on a call or, you know, get to know each other? Or sometimes I'll ask them to be on my podcast or whatever it is. Uh, And it's usually a lot better to talk to them over the phone than it is over DM. Not even usually, it is 100%. Because you get to know and you get to feel their vibe and a text message is just not the same. But yeah, and within the next two years or so, I plan and hope to meet some of these business friends, which is so cool because it's like it all started with a simple phone call or a podcast or something like that. That's how I got to know a lot of these people. So being able to learn about each other over a quick podcast or a call has so much ROI and it's usually the gateway to future calls and opportunities and partnerships and all that sort of stuff. The more people you get in front of, the more you put your voice out there, the more friendships you build, the more your circle expands and the more skill set in your circle, right? So 
if someone came to me and said, hey, Nitty, I need help with X, Y, and Z, I can point them to someone because I've already got to know that person, right? So building friendships and making connections is 100% the best thing about, you know, featuring on podcasts and taking opportunities to do so. Number two, my second reason for accepting requests is easy exposure. See, the more podcasts I feature on, the more people I get in front of. And because these podcast hosts already tend to have an audience, right? So not only am I providing value to the host and their audience, but in return, I'm getting some upside as well for these reasons, but also easy exposure. So it's always a plus to feature on a podcast because the more podcasts that feature my name give me a good reputation for my brand as well. And it's like, if you ever look up my name on Spotify, YouTube, Google, even, you'll find more and more results come up, more conversations I've had with people. And let's say someone's skeptical about my brand and who I am. All they have to do is look up my name, look at my content. But if you also see I feature on pretty credible podcasts, then that feeds my good reputation that helps my name. So that's also a reason I do it. Uh, And the more people I get in front of, the more people hear my name in the space and the more opportunities flow my way as a result. I always remember people reach out to me and say, hey, I heard you on this podcast. I heard you on this podcast. I heard you on this podcast. And I used to think before this, I used to think that featuring on podcasts wouldn't help too much with exposure because I wasn't sure how much people listen to podcasts or how many people listen to podcasts or how many people would actually reach out to me as a result of being on someone's podcast or actually, you know, click the links in in my podcast feature and stuff like that. I didn't actually think it would drive any results, but I started to get DMs about, hey, I saw you feature on X, Y, and Z podcast and I wanted to, and I purchased your course or, you know, I want to work with you or whatever. There's so many opportunities that flow my way. And the reason is, is because I'm providing so much value up front as being a, you know, a guest on these podcasts that not only am I providing value to the host and the audience, but it's coming back to me tenfold with these opportunities, right? So I also remember this isn't a podcast, but well, this obviously is a podcast, but I'm talking about this opportunity. One time, uh, a friend of mine asked me, a business friend, she asked me to feature on a Zoom call with her, her, uh, what was it? A group she had. She had a group of people that I guess a part of a script subscription that she has of a service that she has or whatever. And she wanted me to teach in front of them, uh, her students. She wanted me to teach her students about something, about Instagram or something. And so many opportunities flowed my way as a result. After the call, so many people were like, hey, Nitty, can I buy a consultation from you? I want this from you, whatever, whatever. A lot of opportunities flow my way. And, you know, whenever someone searches my name on YouTube, Spotify, like I said, the more results that come up, the better it is for my brand and my credibility and people trust me more. The third reason I love to accept podcast requests is because it's a good way to practice my social skills. Back in 2019, I used to be socially awkward and introverted. And if you listen to any of the podcast episodes out there that I've been on or featured on, not these, but the one that I featured on, I tend to tell the story where three years ago, if, you know, if it was me three years ago sitting in front of this phone right now talking to you guys would be completely different i sound different i communicate different it's completely different but fast forward three years to present day i feel like i'm pretty good you know i feel like i'm pretty good at talking to people and speaking in front of the camera and on the phone 
But there's always room for improvement, of course. No one's the best speaker. No one's the best public speaker. Nobody's the best communicator, right? We always have room for improvement. And the only way to improve is to do more. So even if it makes me uncomfortable, I'll continue to speak to people and take every opportunity to do so. And I feel like, not even I feel like, but not even I think, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm doing better at this, especially this past week and talking right in front of this phone as well right now to you guys is I've been recording more real content and not real as in R-E-A-L, but R-E-E-L, like for Instagram reels. I've been posting more uh, real content of me talking. And so doing that in this past week, recording more of me talking has been able to let myself flow a little more. Because if you think about it, When you're having conversation with someone in person, you can't just pause and go back because you messed up. You have to just say, I mean, or whoops, I didn't mean that. Or, you know, naturally, you just carry about the conversation. So when people hit record and they mess up and they stutter and they said something wrong or their voice kind of cracked, and I kind of did that a couple times throughout this podcast, but I'm not going to stop the podcast episode because I did that. And when I was starting in 2019, this is kind of going off on a tangent, but when I started back in 2019, I remember my episodes were awful. I would literally talk, and I thought they were the best at the time. I would talk to my phone, and I would say, um, uh, and I would sound like, like, you know, your average 14-year-old little girl voice, you know? Um, I feel like my voice has matured as well. Not even I feel like, I know it has, because I've listened to my recordings in the past, but... It's completely different once you, you know, you improve when you do more. So that's that's also why I do it. And then the fourth reason I like to take podcast requests is the learning experience. I believe you can learn from anyone, older, younger, woman, man, whoever you are. You have knowledge I could learn from. People call, like people love to call me wise and ahead of my, like for my age. People love to call me that. They tell me, Nitty, you're so wise. You're so ahead of, you know, for your age. But I don't ever let it get to my head. Once they say that, I'm like, nah, not really. But I won't, like, tell it to their face. Like, hey, yeah, no. Because, you know, I guess it's a compliment. But I never let it get to my head. I always look to learn from others, even if their audience isn't too big. Like, people will message me, hey, Nitty, you got any advice? I'll give them advice. And then they'll be like, thank you so much for helping me out even though, you know, helping out a small account like me, I say. And then I, you know, this just happened earlier too. And I was like, it doesn't matter if your account's small. I believe in the vision that you have. You sent me a really good message. And, you know, I I believe in what you're building. And it doesn't matter if your audience isn't too big or whatever it is. Even if you have less experience than me. Even if you're, like, even if you're younger than me, even if you're older than me, no matter who you are, I can learn something from you. It doesn't matter if we're not in the same field of study or whatever it is, I can learn from you. I'll always keep a steady head and be humble because when you let go of that character trait of being humble, that's when you fall, that's when you fail, right? But yeah, the next and the final reason for this podcast episode, the reason I, the fifth reason I like to accept most of my podcast requests is bragging rights. Like it's so fun to tell people how many podcasts I've been featured on. Uh, Like I could keep you know, a cool head right now and be like, yeah, it's it's just for the connections, you know, it's just for the learning experience. But like, I'm going to be real. 
I love the bragging rights, especially because I'm so young. It's really cool feeling to know that I've built a network of awesome people and people who are willing to interview and feature me on their podcast. It's a great feeling because it strengthens my brand and the value I bring to the table. And not only that, but it also strengthens and affirms in my own mind that, hey, I am valuable. You know, other people are interviewing me at such a young age, like, you know, I'm featuring and I'm providing value to so many people all around the world. It's just crazy. So yeah, I could like lie to you guys and be like, nah, bragging rights don't mean a lot to me. But honestly, they do. And it's it's cool. It's fun. You know, I like to think take things lightly and the bragging rights is pretty fun. But yeah, those are the five reasons I love featuring on other people's podcasts. My bad, my best podcast experiences have been when the host records both video and audio. I also love an enthusiastic host, you know, someone who focuses all their attention on you, but still gives you the option to, you know, ask them questions in return if you ever wanted to. Something like a genuine conversation. Like when you're having a conversation with someone in person, it's completely different. And I don't like scripted podcasts. You know, this is scripted. Yeah, this, I have everything written out, but I'm talking about conversational podcasts. That's a little different. When I'm talking to myself to a phone, it's going to be a little difficult for me to focus. And I noticed that because I've been doing podcasting since 2019. So I know what works and what doesn't for me. And if I didn't have something in front of me right now to go off of and guide me, I probably would be talking about a completely different topic right now. And I would end up naming the podcast something about social skills or something like that, right? So I love hosts that make everything easy on the guests, you know, little to no prep for podcasts are great. And hosts that focus all their attention on you are great because you don't have to think too hard. It's like, tell me about your story, you know, things like that. It's easy. But other than that, all, you know, I think I only been on one podcast where I've been slightly prepared for. But other than that, all of them were without preparation. Uh, But after being on so many podcasts as a guest, I know what makes a guest feel good. So it helps whenever, you know, I take a guest on for my own podcast or whenever I talk to people in general, right? The same principles carry over. People love to talk about themselves. They could go on and on about themselves. I love hosts that make me talk about myself. And I'm pretty sure the people that I take on, they love that I make them talk all about themselves. And that's what I try to do whenever I meet people in person, online, whatever it is, I ask them questions about themselves. I add my own anecdotes and things about myself, but, you know, I love to get to know people genuinely. And it also helps with people feeling good around you. You know, understanding what makes people feel good around you and increasing your social skills is such a good skill to have. It's such a good skill set. So I try to follow the same guidelines that make me feel like a welcome welcome guest for my own guests as well. You know, the game of podcasts has never been about making money for me. It's always been about making friendships, connecting with my audience and getting comfortable with speaking to an audience. It's been one hell of a ride, honestly. And I've learned so much, even though, you know, sometimes I'm inconsistent and stuff like that. But being able to be comfortable speaking to my audience, knowing that, you know, within a few weeks or so, an average of like, maybe a hundred people will listen to this or something like that. It's just so cool. And if you're one of these people, I really appreciate it because my podcast audience isn't too big. So if you are listening to this and you listen to my podcast on a consistent basis, I have so much love for you and I appreciate you. Um, 
but yeah, I've been doing this since 2019. And honestly, I can't say anything else besides it's been so worth it.